Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1691, The Ultimate Guide to Caffeine, part two, by Taylor Scher with nerdfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from the best health and fitness blogs, all for free. Now, today's post is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or are skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 1690. But if you're all caught up, let's jump right in and hear part two and continue optimizing your life. The Ultimate Guide to Caffeine, Part 2, by Taylor Scher, with nerdfitness.com. Here are some tips to get the most out of caffeine as a workout tool. 1. Work out about an hour after consuming caffeine. Although caffeine has a half-life of about 5 hours, you'll likely notice a drop in energy before then. 2. Drink plenty of water. Caffeine works best when your body is fully hydrated and prepared for a jolt. Make sure you've had plenty of water before you drink that coffee to ensure you receive the best kick. 3. Use caffeine more sparingly. Instead of using it as a regular crutch, try using it only when needed. When you're having a rough morning or you know you've been stalling in your workouts, activate your secret power-up to push forward and level up. And 4. Eat something substantial. If you've ever gotten a weird reaction when drinking coffee, First, try consuming less, then eat something substantial before you pop by the cafe. Addiction. Whether we're talking about World of Warcraft, Minecraft, alcohol, or coffee, addiction can be crippling. Note, addictions to the Nerd Fitness blog are okay. As you progress as a coffee drinker and outpace your tolerance, you may feel inclined to drink slightly more each week to keep up that buzz. When dealing with this dilemma, you have a few options, like maintain a steady routine. Don't increase the size or number of cups you drink each week. Instead, simply maintain a moderate amount of caffeine consumption, such as a small cup of coffee in the morning or a cup of tea twice a day. This keeps your addiction in check. And once you develop the habit, it's an easy thing to stick to. If you enjoy tea and coffee as beverages, not because you need the caffeine, this option is tough to beat. The drawback? As you get used to the amount of caffeine, you won't receive nearly the same benefit as you did initially. Another tip, don't consume caffeine regularly. Don't let your body establish a tolerance. Try consuming caffeine once or twice a week when you need it most. 
you'll certainly get a much bigger kick when you do decide to use that power-up. The drawback? You don't get to drink coffee or tea regularly. And another tip, push the reset button. Start with a very moderate amount of caffeine, like a cup of tea, and increase every other week or month as you require more caffeine to get the same kick. Once you reach your tipping point, ideally before you're drinking coffee, like water, reset your caffeine tolerance and start over. Fortunately, it only takes seven days for your caffeine tolerance to completely reset. How? Go cold turkey. Tough out a few mornings of moderate headaches and in only a week, you'll be back to enjoying caffeine like you've never had it before. Depending on how much you're drinking, this can be fairly easy or incredibly difficult. The two-week reset. Say you're drinking 600 milligrams of caffeine. That would be like three 200 milligram cups of coffee. On day one, have only two cups. On day seven, cut to only one. At the end of the two weeks, cut to only a cup of tea or go without caffeine completely. The slow recovery. If you're drinking several large cups of coffee a day, you may need to resort to the slow recovery. Don't cut anything too drastically at once, as you may be in store for some unbearable and unproductive days. Instead, cut very slowly. Not a cup at a time, but maybe order that last coffee as a medium, not a large. Slow and steady. This may be the only option for those who are dependent on coffee or can't afford to have a few days of sluggishness and discomfort. If you're running a race or competing in any fitness event, I recommend you reset your tolerance at least partly beforehand. Studies have shown that regular coffee drinkers with a very high tolerance received less of a single-use benefit than those who were not regularly jacked up on the java juice. No matter which route you take, simply being aware of your caffeinated decisions can go a long way. What about energy drinks? Ah, yes, the 6,000-pound elephant with wings in the room. Energy drinks. Sure, Red Bull is a hell of a marketer. In fact, I happen to love Red Bull's marketing because they produce incredibly inspirational videos that make you want to run through brick walls. Other than Red Bull, we have Monster Energy, 5-Hour Energy, and others. Are these drinks good or bad for you? In this nerd's humble opinion, I'd say they're not worth the hassle. They aren't regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, which means they tend to have an excess amount of caffeine. Also, they tend to have way too much sugar and other chemicals and additives. Sugar is the enemy, and these drinks have a tremendous amount of it. And... Beverages like 5-Hour Energy are essentially shots of caffeine that can be consumed in one gulp. For the unsuspecting, this can lead to overconsumption and addiction. On top of that, 5-Hour Energy has been linked to some not-so-great press lately. Again, if you need your caffeine, we recommend getting it from coffee, espresso, or green tea. If you are going to consume these drinks, go with sugar-free versions that don't have aspartame, which is in both Diet Coke and Diet Red Bull. And please don't mix energy drinks and alcohol. That really messes with your heart and brain and liver. Make better decisions when out drinking. Susan Lackey over at No Meat Athlete has a fantastic write-up on energy drinks that's worth the read. Get wired and level up. Get out there, grab a cup of joe, and keep leveling up. As you begin to master your routine and caffeine, try some of these advanced tricks. Take a caffeine nap. Invest in a coffee maker that can be set to automatically brew coffee as you wake up. Save extra coffee or espresso from the day before in the fridge and make iced coffee the next day. And skip the coffee shop. 
There's no need to spend $5 every day on coffee, even if you prefer espresso over black coffee. For under $30, pick up a stovetop espresso maker, or if you really want to geek out about your coffee, experiment with the AeroPress. You just listened to part two of the post titled The Ultimate Guide to Caffeine by Taylor Share with nerdfitness.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I could talk about this topic all day. I love me my coffee and have read a lot of scientific studies on the topic. In fact, I presented on this very topic a few days ago. I talked about the potential health benefits and health consequences of caffeine to my university campus. So again, I could go on all day about this topic, but I'll just keep it to two main points here. The first point is that the National Collegiate Athletics Association, or NCAA, knows what an amazing performance enhancer caffeine can be. Caffeine is so good at improving athletic performance, the NCAA restricts the amount of caffeine in an athlete's system. About 500 milligrams of caffeine two to three hours before an event could get an athlete banned. If you're wondering how the NCAA could possibly know how much caffeine an athlete's had before a competition, well, they can test the athlete's urine for it. So yes, caffeine can improve athletic performance, but as today's author Taylor said, it may not be great to rely on this every single time you hit the gym. That's because you may build up a tolerance to it and need more of it over time. And when it comes to which type of exercises caffeine may help with, it seems it's best at improving cardiovascular performance instead of resistance training performance. So if you're hitting the weights, maybe skip that cup of coffee or have less of it. My second point, if you brew coffee at home, if you can, use a paper filter. This is because the paper filter will remove a compound called cafestol. Cafestol is a compound that's naturally found in coffee beans. The problem with it is that it may increase our bad cholesterol levels, referred to as LDL cholesterol. But by using a paper filter when we brew our coffee, it removes most of this cafestol. Now, French pressed coffee, for example, doesn't remove it. If you like French pressed coffee, maybe have it less often than brewed coffee that's sent through a paper filter. Okay, I better stop there, otherwise I'm gonna keep talking about this. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.